At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We got a great show for you today. Hornets getting ready to finally return home to the Hive later on this evening they'll take on a familiar face Kemba Walker back in town with the New York Knicks we will talk to you a little bit about that game also want to talk about one of the extra special offers that this game will kick off for all the fans you might have seen the notice if you've been following Hornet social media but in case you hadn't special NFT which if you're able to acquire the one tonight as well as through the other Hive 75 games throughout the season you could see yourself in a suite come season's end we'll talk about that and we're going to talk about defense how important it is and how some of the folks out there who follow every team way closer than I can even comprehend how they see the Hornets defense working or not working at times helping me with all these topics he's my producer here on the Hornets radio network Rob Longo and Rob we'll start with defense I found this stat from the power rankings notebook from NBA.com I read everything obsessively but I don't necessarily track things as obsessively as others or at least that's what I discovered from this because they have gone through each and every possession and have found a way to chart how many percentage-wise the Hornets are playing zoned. And the takeaway from this, the quote from the article just published in the last, I don't know, 48 hours or so, John Schumann is the author of it. Uh, It's talking about defense, and it says, just like last season, the Hornets play more zone than anyone else in the NBA, but there's been a significant drop from 14% to 7% in the percentage of their opponent's possessions on which they've played zone. That was according to Synergy Tracking, and again, God bless them 
for being able to track all those possession to possession and just keeping track of it throughout the season for each and every team. In the man-to-man, they've played more drop coverage, according to Second Spectrum. Whatever they're doing, however, this is the quote, it's not working. Hornets ranking 28th defensively, one of five teams that have allowed more points per 100 possessions than they did last season as the rest of the league has kind of dropped it. And I understand where they're coming from. I would agree that there have been some lapses for the Hornets defensively, but I don't think it's as bad as this article might lead you to believe. I think there is a lot of hope that there's a good defensive team in there. But first things first, I'll leave it to you. You read the article as well. What is your takeaway from this analysis of how the Hornets play defense and maybe what they need to do moving forward? Well, I thought it was interesting that it says it was 7%, which I guess makes sense because to be honest with you, Sam, and this is something that we were talking about before we started recording was I haven't really noticed a whole lot of zone from the Hornets this season up until last night. And it seemed like the Hornets started playing that in the second quarter to kind of slow John Morant down from that game on Wednesday. But I just haven't seen a whole lot of zone from this team this season. So I don't know if 7% is too high, too low, just right in my book. But, you know, the way that the Hornets were able to clamp down defensively, especially in the second half on Wednesday, I think that, you know, whatever that was should maybe be a little bit of a blueprint moving forward. And if it's more zoned, then so be it. Because, you know, obviously there's not a whole lot of zone coverage defensively in the NBA. So if you can do anything to throw off a rhythm, a timing, trying to eliminate players from getting to their spots on the floor offensively, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think zone defense in the NBA is, for the most part, a changeup. And as we know in baseball, if all you do is throw your changeup, eventually you're just throwing a very slow fastball at a major league hitter, and they're going to start knocking it out of the park. Uh, but it's a way to change the view for an offense that's rolling. I agree with you. I think that's what happened the other day in Memphis. Hornets saw John Moran just absolutely going bonkers and had to change things up, put a few more bodies in his path to the hoop. Didn't stop him entirely, obviously, but did slow him down. But generally speaking, I'm not all that concerned with how much man-to-man versus how much zone they play compared to the rest of the NBA. I trust JB, Chad Iskey, and this defensive coaching staff to make the right calls there. It's way above my pay grade what exactly they should be calling play to play. The stat I found interested me, and it's all about just how much you really need to stop a team when you have one of the elite offenses in the NBA. And the Hornets do. When you look at the statistics, here's something I found. The Hornets, if they can force the opposition into one, just one sub-20 point quarter in a game, they are 4-0 and this season. If they can't do it, if the opponent's scoring 20 or more, or worse yet, 30 or more in every quarter, which has happened a couple of times this season, Charlotte is 2-7. and So with how good this offense is, Charlotte's going to get around 30 points per quarter pretty regularly, unless something's going wrong. They're probably going to get to that type of number. So if they can hold the opposition to one bad quarter offensively by turning things up a notch defensively or throwing that change up, they're unbeaten so far this year. And I think that's significant. That means more to me than, okay, are they playing zone nine possessions a game or four possessions? That doesn't matter quite as much to me, quite frankly. I'm, I'm not smart enough to know how many times you got to throw that change up. All I know is when Charlotte seems to turn things up, get pressure on the opposing offense, force turnovers, and get into the open court, they're a much better team. And clearly the statistics are bearing it out. Only one sub-20-point quarter is all it seems to take to get this team in the win column. 
Well, and if you think about it from that aspect, it certainly makes sense because if you think about the games that the Hornets have lost this season, yes, defense has been an issue, but go back and think about the times where Charlotte struggled for one quarter. They had one bad quarter, whether it was scoring below 20 points in a quarter or if it was allowing 30 plus points in a quarter. Obviously, it's going to make sense that, you know, if the other team struggles for one quarter, they're going to be behind the eight ball, whether that's the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, or even the fourth quarter. I mean, there's there's just going to be some frustrations there. It's just common sense. So, you know, that statistic doesn't really surprise me a whole lot. It's happened to the Hornets where they have one of the best offenses in the NBA. But if they struggle for one bad quarter, it's really hard to overcome that sometimes. And even though the Hornets have had issues with that a couple of times this season, they've still almost found ways to win games. So, you know, that statistic doesn't surprise me a whole lot. And like I said at the beginning, and what you said as well, I don't care if it's, you know, zone 90% of the time in one quarter and then you don't play it all. I mean, whatever works to get the other team off of its rhythm is what I'm comfortable with. When you dig deep in the Hornets quarter-by-quarter statistics, it just bears out that this is a really consistent team. The lowest they're ranked in scoring offense per quarter for any individual quarter is 11th, and they're scoring 27 points in that one. They're at least 27 points per quarter in every quarter all the way through all 13 games this season. And by the way, to the point of the recording of this podcast, Podcast, the Hornets have played more games than anyone else in the NBA. So they got a larger sample size and the numbers are standing up. So this team doesn't have a problem scoring points early, scoring them late, scoring them going into the locker room, coming out of the locker room. It doesn't matter. They are a very good offense. So I go back to it again. You just need to stop the other team or slow them down significantly one time. Your offense is going to be there. It's a matter of taking theirs away just one quarter, taking this away from being a boat race because that's when Charlotte seems to get into trouble. They're able to score 27 to 28 points very consistently. No one, I mean no one in the NBA, should be relying on their offense to score 35 every quarter. That's not a recipe for success. So if Charlotte can get that one stop tonight against New York, a team that's been a little up and down, they've had some issues. I think that's a good recipe for success. But moving forward, I thought it was an interesting read to see, you know, how much zone they're playing. I think the fact that they're playing less is a reflection on Mason Plumley being with this team, that consistent presence at the center position, knowing, hey, we don't need to double team right now elite centers in the NBA. We can just let Mason Plumley go at them and trust in our defense to do what it's supposed to do. But uh, again, I think it comes down to you can't ignore defense, and this team doesn't, but it's not as if you have to hold everyone to 100 points or less to win. That's not where the Hornets are, and I thought that stat was interesting. We, we took a while finding it, Rob, but Charlotte, 2-7 and seven when they are unable to hold an opponent under 20 points in any individual quarter, 4-0 and oh, when they find a way to hold them under 20 in one quarter, just one in a game. All right, moving on. We've got a lot of stuff going on at the Hive tonight. A special NFT will be available for fans, and if you collect them all throughout the year, you're going to get an extra special prize. We'll talk about it next as we roll along here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Well, after a five-game road trip, we are extra excited to be back at the Hive tonight. Should be a lot of fun as the Hornets finally return home and take on the New York Knicks. We'll preview the matchup for you in a little bit, but there's something extra special and then something extra, extra special going on tonight. I think the extra, extra is is the debut of the City Edition uniforms. We've talked about them a lot. Rob, I've been on the road for a while. You have been in the building walking by the team store. I know you've seen all the displays, and those City Edition uniforms are featured prominently. They're really sharp looking, and if I could say that I like something better than the jerseys, it's definitely the floor. I mean, that floor is just quintessential throwback to the Charlotte Coliseum days with the Hornet bouncing the basketball right at midcourt, the actual honeycomb in the paint. It just looks beautiful. I've walked past it a couple times on my way to the studio while you guys have been on the road, and I'm just excited to see it in action tonight, especially with a packed hive. So I think that's the extra, extra special thing because it's something new. It's available for everyone. Just go out and enjoy it in the new court. I'm excited to see it myself. But there's something else that was announced just yesterday. Hornets last season had a couple of NFT offers and they're bringing them back commemorative NFT game tickets for the Hive 75 nights, not just tonight, but during the entire 2021-2022 season with a little special extra hook as well. So, Hornets are going to continue minting these commemorative NFT game tickets throughout the season on the Hive 75 nights. There are eight of them where Charlotte will wear their City Edition uniforms and play on the special City Edition court. The design is going to be revealed at the first game, which is tonight, obviously, when the Hornets take on the Knicks. And then during each of the eight games, fans in attendance at Spectrum have a shot to purchase a limited edition or limited release of 75 NFTs through the Hornets app at a cost of $19.88. And then you join the team's city edition uniform and cordon acknowledging the team's inaugural season of 1988 to 89. So just like last season, cryptocurrency not required. It's just a special way to hold on to your ticket in a new era now where there are not paper tickets. But there's something even more put on top of it, Rob. Fans who are able to get all eight commemorative NFTs. If you hold all eight in your wallet on April 1st, you're going to get two tickets in a suite with other NFT holders for the regular season finale against the Washington Wizards on Sunday, April 10th. A game that could have possibly everything on the line. Maybe it's the Hornets trying to win their way into the play-in tournament or win their way out of it to a top six seed. Maybe home court advantage is on the line. We really have no idea what we're going to be talking about come April 10th, but we know if you are holding all eight of those commemorative NFTs, you are going to get two sweet tickets. The three NFTs released last season, uh, the final home game of the 2021 season, the road contest against the Indiana Pacers in the State Farm Play-In Tournament game, and the first Hornets Venom GT game from the 2K League season, they can be used as wild cards towards the total of eight, but only if held by the original purchaser. So if you've already been buying NFTs, you can still go to the building. And if you miss it by one, you kind of have a wild card in your back pocket. Hornets have also launched a secondary marketplace to buy, sell, and trade the team's commemorative NFTs that is accessible through the Hornets app or online at hornets.mint.store. I know that's a lot of stuff out there. You can go to hornets.com for all the information, but the short version is you come to the game tonight, you see the City Edition court, see the City Edition unis, you can buy that NFT, and if you're able to buy all eight throughout all of the Hive 75 nights, you get seats in a suite. 
Yeah, it's really exciting, Sam. And I was unfortunately not able to pick up my NFT last season when it debuted. I forget what exact home game it was, but I was unable to get my hands on it, which I'm still a little upset about. But I remember last year just talking to everybody that was involved with the NFT stuff is they sold out in, I am not exaggerating, they sold out in seconds. I mean, I don't even think that they lasted a minute, to be honest with you. So once you see that QR code, you better hurry up and run and get that NFT because they're super valuable this year and if you're new to the nft scene i mean they're they're really popping up everywhere i mean anywhere in pop culture obviously nba top shot has been a big thing since last season as well so you know they're just not a hornets thing i mean they are everywhere and anywhere so it's really exciting and especially you know like you mentioned they have a lot of value now whenever you can cash them in for a couple of sweet tickets for the last game of the season coming up on april 10th so you know, really exciting. And then at that point, you got a little bit of a decision time too as well. So it's just going to be really exciting. And I was always a big basketball, baseball card collector growing up. So this is just the digital version of card collecting now is the way I look at it. But, you know, I wish I was able to collect all my all my tops and all my upper deck cards back in the day and get offered sweet tickets. But this is the way of the future for sure. Well, the fans can and the opportunity starts tonight. So if you haven't planned it already, the NFTs are cool. The City Edition court and jerseys are cool. But if you always wanted to sit in a suite and never had the means to do it, you have a chance to do it now by purchasing these NFTs. So definitely encourage you to go ahead, come out to the game. If you want more information, you didn't catch it all, either rewind a little bit in this podcast and listen to me read it off again, or just go to Hornets.com. All the information will be there. Speaking of the game tonight, Hornets taking on the New York Knicks. Our game preview is next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. All right, Rob, it's a game day edition. Finally, the Hornets are back home and taking on the New York Knicks, who are a little bit of a different team here for this 2021-2022 season. Still have Julius Randle. He is the centerpiece, the all-star from a season ago. But I think last year they were really a heavy, defensively oriented team. And that just hasn't been the case so far in this 2021-2022 season. They've more gotten their wins based off their offense surprisingly enough this team is top 10 in terms of points per game they're top five as the recording of this podcast in offensive rating actually ahead of the hornets they are bottom five in defensive rating right there alongside charlotte so that's surprising to me because usually thibodeau coached clubs are centered around defense it's definitely a big focus based off some of the the reports we've been reading out of new york it sounds like there are some frustrations with how that team is playing right now all five starters getting pulled for the fourth quarter of their most recent game, which the Knicks ended up losing. But this is a very good New York team. They've got a lot of talent. In addition to Julius Randle, they've got Evan Fournier. He's been uh, 15 plus points per game over each of the last, I don't know, seven, eight seasons now. So he's very good. And then, oh yeah, by the way, 
Kemba Walker is going to be back again. Kemba, of course, the Hornets' all-time leader in points, threes, 10, 20, and 30, and 40-point games, starts, minutes, really all over the place. A great, great player for Charlotte for a very long time, and multiple-time all-star with the Hornets, and he will be back. And they've got a lot of young talent as well with guys like R.J. Barrett. Obi Toppin has stepped into a bigger role. This is an interesting Knicks team. It's one that's directly ahead of the Hornets right now in the standing, so opportunity is knocking for Charlotte to try and start climbing the rankings again and get back in the win column at home. What do you think of the matchup? What are some of the keys for you, Rob? Well, for me, it's a pretty favorable matchup just based off of the points that you already talked about. I mean, yeah, the Knicks have a great offense, but their defense has been very, very lackluster this season. And it seems like the Hornets have fared pretty well against those kinds of teams because Memphis was the same way on Wednesday. The Memphis Grizzlies had one of the top offenses in the association, but were in the bottom half of the league in defensive rating. And we saw how that worked out. I mean, the Hornets were able to hold... John Morant after the first quarter to a limited number of points through quarters two through four and made the rest of the team beat them. So, you know, I'm not going to say that there's one person on the Knicks that's going to hurt you the way that John Morant did. I mean, I guess if you look at the previous box score, despite all of the starters getting benched in the fourth quarter, Julius Randle can kind of be that guy. We saw him do that last year against the Hornets as well. But, you know, this is just a really interesting New York team. Like you mentioned, Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker are kind of the new focal pieces for the Knicks this season and they did not play very well on Wednesday. They only combined for four points. They had two points each, in fact. So, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, the bench did a lot of the heavy lifting because that's the way that it shook out with the way that Tibbs managed the game. But the other thing that I look at, too, is Milwaukee was able to hit 26 three-pointers. Now, I'm not going to say that the Hornets need to hit 20-plus triples to win the game, especially when Milwaukee was 26 of 50 from beyond the arc. But if the Hornets can continue the good three-point shooting like they did in Memphis on Wednesday and they can open up the paint a little bit and force the Knicks to kind of go out and protect the three-point line and try to run people off the three-point line. I think that's going to open up some holes for some guys like Mason Plumley and Miles Bridges. Certainly could. It's still a big Knicks team. You know, in addition to Julius Randle, they've had Mitchell Robinson for the majority of the season. He's a, a big, young, talented center. But I just think it's interesting the way the Knicks are, are divvying up shots. Julius Randle's taken more threes than he ever has in his career. Still shooting him at a very high clip, 37%, and he had a, a good mid-range game last year. But his score Rings down a little bit. R.J. Barrett shooting a lot of threes. Evan Fournier is shooting a lot of threes. Kemba Walker is shooting a lot of threes. That's the modern day NBA. But suffice it to say, I feel confident with the Hornets in a three-point shooting contest against everyone not named Steph Curry. The Hornets have shot the ball exquisitely throughout the season. They've had a couple of lulls there, but Kelly Oubre Jr. knocked them out of it in Memphis. And if that's the kind of game that New York wants to have, I think the Hornets would be favored. The one area that is a little bit of concern is pace of play. New York last year was very good at dictating pace of play when Charlotte played them to the tune that if the Hornets weren't able to get north of 100 points in regulation, they weren't able to win. They had one game where they did get north of 100 in regulation, and they ended up winning that one fairly handily in the first meeting of the season, 109-88. to After that, they took a 109-97 to loss, and then an overtime loss late in the season when they needed just one more win to kind of get out of that 10 seed and get into that 7-8 game potentially didn't end up happening. But this is a Knicks team that's pretty good at dictating pace of play when they want to, and that's one thing. Even though the points are up, even though the defense is down compared to a year ago, their pace is still low, and I 
I think that's the way they kind of want it. They trust guys like Julius Randle and Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker to be able to operate in the half court and run their half court offense and beat you in that type of game. They don't necessarily need or want the game to be sped up the way that Charlotte does. Hornets are one of the fastest paced teams in the NBA. New York's one of the slowest and yet offensively speaking they're both kind of in the same neighborhood right now. So I think that's kind of a key to this game. If Charlotte's able to get this into an up and down contest, if they're able to force a lot of turnovers, get out in the open floor, even if they're able to just run off of made buckets, which they have done really well, basically since LaMelo Ball was drafted, then I like this matchup for the Hornets. If the Knicks are able to grind it down and slow it down, they've had a lot of success already this season playing the half-court offense. Not to say the Hornets can't do it because they're one of the best offenses in the NBA no matter what speed they're playing at, but that's a little bit more in the Knicks' wheelhouse. And this might be one of those games where obviously we haven't seen Ish Smith the last couple of games. This might be one of those games that he could possibly flourish in if the Hornets are able to dictate the pace of play, and that is a huge if because Tom Thibodeau teams are usually just so disciplined and they are so good at dictating the pace of play on their own but if the Hornets can somehow speed them up maybe you get Ish coming in off the bench and rotate him in there with a little bit of Terry Rozier who is a really good defender in his own right if they can kind of clamp down the backcourt a little bit for New York and force them to create some turnovers and the Hornets can get off and running and get out to an early lead then New York's not going to have any choice than to speed up their own pace to try to get back into the game but the Knicks take care of the basketball pretty well they only had 11 turnovers Wednesday against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks who are extremely long and extremely talented so that's going to be the key for the Hornets as well defensively is just trying to force those live ball turnovers and take those points in transition and I would also say how well Mitchell Robinson plays is important now he was inactive when they beat uh, the Philadelphia 76ers less than a week ago he did play his normal allotment of minutes against the Milwaukee Bucks in that loss but if he is good on that back line if he's able to stand his ground and just get in the way of driving whether it's Miles Bridges or Terry Rozier or someone else, that's a pretty big roadblock to try and get around. If he's ineffective or if he's absent, that's a huge win for the Hornets because Charlotte's offense, quite frankly, the Knicks are doing more in their offense with the three-point shot, basing more of it around the three-point shot. Their percentage of points coming from threes is in the top 20% of the NBA. Hornets are in kind of the midsection of that area. It's not a huge separation, but there is a separation. The Hornets doing more of their work in the paint than the Knicks are to this point. So that's mostly through slashing. It's not necessarily through drop-down plays to Mason Plumlee, although he's had more of those recently. But it's a lot more through slashing. Knicks are more of a three-point shooting team right now, how their offense looks. So should be an interesting one. Contrast of styles, but both really good offenses. A couple of teams that have had their struggles on defense. And as we mentioned in segment one, if the Hornets can hold the Knicks under 20 points in one quarter, they'd be following in a trend line that has them unbeaten so far in the season. We'll see if they can get that job done. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Big thank you to Rob Longo, my producer from the Hornets Radio Network. And Rob, this was so much fun. Why don't we do it again tonight? Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you soon. I think so. We'll have the game call, of course, for you on Sports Radio FNZ and across the Hornets Radio Network, also available on the Hornets mobile app. And then for tomorrow, we will have our recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast available for you. Myself and Rob Longo back with you here on the Hornets Hivecast, the HHC brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Till next time, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.